Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode. It is the holiday season, and I find that this time of year, my mind goes back towards reflection on the previous year. Or more accurately, my mind actually goes back and forth. First to the upcoming year and thinking about all the things I want to create next year. And then naturally, that lends itself to looking back towards what I've created this past year. And I purposely use the word create here. Because sometimes when I'm looking backwards, my brain likes to identify all the things that went wrong, what I could be doing better. I've found that there's a lot of utility in understanding what I've learned from my past experiences. But anytime I'm doing reflection, I first ask my brain to focus on what went well, whether it's reflecting back on the day or during my weekly Friday reflection or monthly, or even annually. I always start with what went well, what I'm doing right, what I've created and produced. This is very useful for orienting my brain towards learning rather than becoming an exercise in proving my own negativity bias, proving that true to myself. So as I was reflecting back on what went well this year, I started finding all kinds of great stuff. Keeping in mind that many of us have experienced very challenging circumstances this year, I found that there were still many things that went well. And some of the greatest results that I created for myself this year came from a process that I've created and have been experimenting with that I call the 30-day goal process. This 30-day goal process came about as the result of recognizing that the easiest path for me to accomplish a goal is to create some consistency. So I had this process that I used to change my habits in small increments over the course of 30 days. And I've been practicing and refining that particular process. And I find that when I show up and require of myself to do something every single day, I make the action really, really small and manageable so that even my own brain can't give me a reasonable excuse not to do it. Then even with really small steps practiced consistently, I can create big change in my life. And I think that's why Typically, my New Year's resolutions have fallen flat in the past. Well, truth be told, there's a few reasons, but I think the biggest one was that even when I started out strong at the beginning of the year, the challenge required of myself was just too big to sustain. So I found through trial and error that the secret to habit change is taking very small steps consistently. A great example of this is my daily running habit. Even after years of running, every morning I do not feel like running. (laughs) 
I tell myself that I don't have time or I need to take it easy because I'm tired or to prevent injury. All kinds of malarkey that my brain comes up with so that when it's time to go for the run, my brain will often pitch a teeny tiny fit. (laughs) And the beautiful thing about my daily run is that it is very short. It doesn't take a lot of time. Everything's already ready to go. I've removed all the potential obstacles for myself. And so as a result, I have been able to maintain consistency and have run every single day since last February, even on my birthday, even on Christmas. Even though there's resistance there when I get started, it never occurs to me not to do the run at all. It doesn't even occur to me to take a day off. And someone said to me the other day, why would you run on Christmas? Don't you deserve a day off? And I found myself automatically responding about how much I wanted to go for my daily run, which tells me that my habitual brain is no longer suggesting that I deserve a day off from running. I find myself saying that I deserve to give myself this run. It actually energizes me and boosts my mood. And despite the speed or the length of the run, I always use it as a reason to feel good about myself, to nurture that very fragile blossom of self-pride that is starting to bloom. It is that same self-pride that goes on to fuel me on future runs. Quick side note here. I just realized that my dog is snoring so loudly that I think that he might actually be background noise on this podcast, (laughs) but we'll persevere. So where was I? I was talking about developing the self-pride muscle and how it goes on to fuel future runs for me. It ultimately creates that self-reliance, I think, that is required to change any habit That self-reliance is kind of like a muscle that I strengthen every time I show up for myself in the morning. The other recent example is that I wrote a book in less than 30 days. When I realized that I could apply the same principle of breaking it down into a daily writing habit, I finally overcame this old limiting thought that I wasn't ready to write a book, even though I had always wanted to. I had previously believed that I needed to accumulate more knowledge, so I wasn't ready yet. And writing a book would take months, if not years, and I didn't have that dedicated kind of time. So again, I wasn't ready yet. I realized that unconsciously, I was telling myself that I wasn't ready. And then a friend of mine mentioned that she had written a book in 30 days, And I realized that the exact same principles that I had been applying to any other habit change would also apply here. And it was so fascinating to me how some of those preconceived beliefs about not being ready, those same beliefs that I had been nurturing for years and years, they fell away with a single decision in a single moment. So I applied the same principles and I wrote not just one book, but two books in 30 days. It's so fascinating what we can accomplish when we start to believe that something is possible. So the question becomes, what could you accomplish in 30 days? 
The other beautiful byproduct of this work around pursuing a goal and habit change is that whenever I miss a day or if I take it slow or cut it short, it's no longer an opportunity to beat up on myself. And I think that comes from that self-reliance muscle, which is so important to ultimately keep me on track and helps to sustain any habit change over time. I think that we often get caught into this idea that self-judgment might feel like the butt kicking that we need to keep us going, but ultimately it's that same self-judgment that's going to lead to feeling guilty and will often lead to avoiding all of it in the future. So it might be helpful in that moment, but it definitely is not a sustainable strategy over time. In his book, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the first step to habit change is just to master the art of showing up. He says that in the beginning, consistency is far more important than quality of action. And I have definitely found this to be true. In fact, for me, it's been critical. If I have to continuously argue myself into doing something, then I spend a lot of my mental energy just on the argument. If I can delegate the decision to my habitual brain, that decision to show up, it frees up so much more of my energy to dedicate to other things. In fact, this is one of the foundational principles of lean process improvement. You can improve a process that doesn't yet exist. So the very first step is just mapping the process. The second step is improving the process. The same holds true for habit change and accomplishing a goal. The first step is establishing the behavior. The second step is refining it. And so this is one of the key principles that I teach in my 30-day goal program. If you're interested in learning the whole process, you can find it within the Peaceful Productivity Membership. The next one is going to kick off on January 1st. And if you sign up today, you get access to the class and all of the coaching that will help you turn your New Year's resolution into a New Year's habit. So this January, I'm going to apply the same principles to creating a strength training routine. I've already used this process to create a morning running habit, to stop over drinking, to start a new business, to write two books, and to create better relationships. So in January, I'm going to apply it to creating a strength training routine. In the membership, we create a group, and in this group, we work through the 30-day goal program together. So by the end of the 30 days, not only will you have created the result for yourself, you will also understand the process of habit change inside and out, which you can then apply to other goals, whether it's a food goal or an exercise goal, a money goal or a relationship goal, the process is all the same. After showing up for yourself 30 days in a row, your relationship with yourself will be fundamentally different. And that's the real value of pursuing a goal. It's not so much about creating the end result, which is very nice, but most importantly, it is learning more about yourself 
and strengthening that relationship with yourself, learning how to have your own back. That relationship with yourself is the source of all of your self-confidence and motivation, and it's ultimately going to determine your success in changing any habit. I'd like to add a quick note about setting new goals. I know that in the past, there was a point when I actually gave up on setting goals and New Year's resolutions and the whole bit. And the reason why is that I wasn't able to follow through on the goal in the way that I wanted to. So it became an exercise in which I would vow to do it better. I would give it my best shot, get tired of it or forget about it, get off track and then abandon it altogether. And of course, as a recovering perfectionist, this all makes sense. Trying to do something to an impossible standard and realizing that it's not possible and then giving up, which always became a recipe for self-criticism for me. And of course, that's not much fun. So I stopped setting goals altogether. I didn't want to think about what was lacking in my life, how I wasn't doing enough. So I just avoided all of it. And then I took a step further and set about convincing myself that I was happy with the way my life was. I didn't need goals. My life was good enough. Except on some level, it wasn't. There was always a part of me that dreamed about creating more, more creativity, more love, more peace, more freedom. And I've come to accept this part of myself. She is the part that wants to discover and experiment and try new things. And there is always a part of me that wants to also stay safe and protected in the comfort zone. She doesn't want to risk trying something new in case it opens up that door for self-criticism again. So there exists this tension between the two parts of me, the one that wants to create and explore, and the one who wants to stay safe. So how do I address this tension? Well, for me, what I've learned is that I have to work with both parts, the part that wants to grow and learn and create, and also the part that wants to stay hidden and safe and follow the status quo. And the best way that I've found to work with both of those parts is to give them both what they need. I give the part of me that wants to grow and create. For her, I set goals so that she can focus and feel progress. And then I also give the part of me that wants safety and security. I give her a lot of compassion and support. She is very strong, this survival part of me, and she can sabotage the whole mission if she doesn't feel supported. So if you'd like to apply this concept to your own life, the invitation is to continue to set goals and set the goals from a place of caring and support for yourself, giving yourself support throughout the process rather than judgment and criticism. This is the best formula that I know for goal accomplishment, goals plus support, growth plus compassion. It really is the winning formula and it's not always easy. In fact, I find there's lots of opportunity to practice self-compassion, which is actually a good thing. That's the whole reason why 
we set the 30-day goal is to give ourselves those opportunities to practice self-compassion. And the more opportunities to practice self-compassion, the better, the stronger that it becomes. If you would like any help with any of this, I'll invite you to join us in the Peaceful Productivity Membership. We're kicking off the 30-day goal program on January 1st, and I would love to see you there. Have a great day, everyone.